Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Um, today's podcast is going to be about selecting trades. Now, I've, I've mentioned in the last few weeks that we've we've done a lot of research and, and work with our traders and got a lot of feedback on where their issues are, what's holding them back. And the four things that we found were the big four were time. Time was a big issue. Discipline, strategies, and selecting trades. So today I'm going to talk about selecting trades specifically. And actually I'm going to talk about something that I've never actually heard mentioned before. Um, You know, I kind of, I like to go off on these left field topics because it's very easy to come on here and do podcasts about subjects that have been covered on, you know, YouTube or blog posts, you know, for many years. It's very easy for me to do that. But what I like to do is I like to come out here and give you guys something new, something fresh, something that maybe, maybe kind of only experienced traders, maybe only pro traders would know about. You know, because it's all well and good telling you about certain strategies and things like that. But realistically, there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes with being an experienced trader and and comes from being a pro trader that you just can't pick up on the fly. You know, stuff that isn't isn't really out there. Um, So the thing I'm going to talk about a bit today is going to be that. I just want to talk a bit to start with personally. Obviously, I've missed... I think I've missed two weeks now of the podcast. I actually lost my voice. Um, So I don't think I've ever lost my voice in my life before. Um, But I got some kind of like really bad flu. Uh, And then Roz, my wife, gave birth. So we've now got another little son called Max. And yeah, so the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a blur. It was a bit annoying getting ill. Uh, just before she gave birth. I was very lucky, actually, to get into the hospital um, because obviously they check they check your temperature and things and if, if you don't pass the test, you're not allowed in. And apparently I did have a bit of a high temperature. Um, but when they tested it, I'd been wearing a hat, like a woolly hat. And they said, oh, maybe it's just because you've had the hat over your ears. And I was kind of thinking, well, I've actually got some sort of cold. But, you know, I didn't want to miss out on the birth of my child. Um, I knew it wasn't coronavirus because obviously me and Ros were tested quite a lot there. But, yeah, it was really interesting because uh, it's a pretty bad time to get ill, right? You know, when when you're trying to support someone and help them when they're going through one of the hardest things they're ever going to have to go through in their life. And you're kind of sitting there feeling ill yourself and, you know, trying to stay up all hours of the night. Because apparently labour, a lot of the time, is during the night. And that's probably the worst time for me because I really do like to get to sleep. Especially these days, often I get to bed quite early and uh, I really struggle to do much past kind of, much past 1am. Um, you know, even when I try and stay up for the Super Bowl, it doesn't really work. I usually have to turn off by half time nowadays. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a struggle. Obviously, nowhere near as much of a struggle as what poor Roz was going through. But we got through it. She got through it and did a great job. And, you know, so hopefully all will remain well. All has been well so far. Um, and it's quite interesting because obviously Ryan is going to become a dad soon himself. So I feel like Betfair Trading Community is almost becoming the Betfair Trading Dads Club. 
Um, so yeah, if you're a dad out there, I'm sure you'll understand the stuff I'm talking about. And if you're not, and it's something you are, you might have to look forward to in the future, then good luck to you. Uh, you know, because uh, it's funny. I was watching a Chris Rock thing the other day, and he was mentioning that the dads, obviously not so much talking about childbirth, but talking about later on that, you know, the dads who do well and take care of their kids, they don't really get a lot of credit. They don't really get a lot of talk about them. Um, but actually, the dad has such a big role to play in a child's development. And uh, it, it's so interesting, you know, it's interesting now because I've got two kids and it kind of feels a bit like it's a complete family. I think when you've got one kid, you're just like, oh, this is a bit different. Um, and then when you're when you're with your partner, it's kind of like you've just basically you know, found someone you like and, and live with them or whatever. Um, but yeah, it does feel great. And uh, so it's been a really good time for me. I did, we all got over ill, And it's funny because we were all ill at the same time. And, and, and Ros was ill, which didn't help. So they kept sending her into the hospital with high blood pressure because of her illness and things like that. But, you know, luckily we've come out the other side now and hopefully uh, we won't miss a beat. The good thing is, for you guys, obviously, uh, from my perspective, you know, running something like Betfair Trading Community, I'm not going to take serious time off, you know, like, like, you know, if you follow me the last, well, I've been doing this, I worked out over six years now. And uh, yeah, I, haven't, I, I can probably count on my hands the amount of full days off I've had in those six years. Um, but I can't complain because a lot of the time I spend, you know, realistically, I only have to do the hours I want to. So, you know, I can pick any, of course I have to do a set amount of work, but I can pick what hours of the day I do that work. So, you know, very fortunate in that respect. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back because I miss not doing the podcast. I miss not talking to you guys in that way. I don't know how popular they are. And again, thank you again. Part of the reason I bring this up is just to thank everyone who sent messages, you know, wishing me well, um, wishing wishing the baby well, and also you know, just saying they miss me and can't wait to have me back on the podcast, which is great. And I'm great that it can have this kind of impact that it helps people so much because it's interesting. I was doing a, I'm trying to move house at the moment, which again, is a bit of a nightmare trying to do it all at once. Um, but when I was doing the, you know, the mortgage and stuff, I had to work out how many years I've been doing Betfair Trading Community and, uh, yeah, it was interesting working out that it had been over six years. Uh, and I was like, wow, it's actually a heck of a long time. Um, and it's great, you know, to be able to help. Because I don't think when, when I started doing this, I could have imagined being able to help as many traders as we have. Um, and being able to kind of create a community where traders could chill out and hang out and talk and get along and you know all these things that maybe maybe I've taken for granted that have happened on betfairtradingcommunity.com but realistically you know you guys have, have made it that way and you guys have made the podcasts what they are the reason they're so popular the reason they're so well received is because I take all the feedback people have given me I take all that feedback um, and you know one of the big things that I started doing fairly on in these was just talk straight you know, one take, talk straight. I don't really do any planning for them, um, which, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe don't tell Ryan about that. But um, I think sometimes there's something very genuine about being able to just talk and not filtering it 
talking from the heart, talking straight, one take. Because I thought as well, someone asked me the other day, they said, mine, obviously everything you do is life. Why, why, why do you take that risk? Um, and I say, it's not a risk. You know, Betfair trading is, is part of my blood. You know, the amount of years I've been a pro trader, the amount, there's not really anything that can surprise me in Betfair trading. You know, I've kind of been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Um, obviously, I can still always learn new things. I always believe that and I always, I can pick up new things off members, you know. Um, members of the forum and things, some of the things they come out with, some of the work they do, it, it's just phenomenal. Um, but the reason I do it and the reason I do all this live stuff and, and the one take stuff is that I kind of think, so what if I do mess up? You know, if I mess up, that's good because actually what you're seeing is, is kind of behind the curtain. What you're seeing is kind of the truth. And I always think it's so important in an industry where, you know, essentially Betfair trading community, we sell a software. That is kind of our main thing, you know, but the reality is that a lot of the work we do is working with people, isn't it? The private coaching, helping train traders, things like that, the education side of it. And a big part of that's accountability. And that's all, that's always been a big thing for me. You know, I think that it's it's very easy for me to come and do these podcasts like this. But I think a lot of people would struggle. You know, people who didn't really know what they were talking about or didn't really know Betfair Trading, I think they get found out. Maybe that's why a lot of them don't do it. And they do these really, spend ages doing these really pre-planned type videos and things like that. It's never really going to be my style. Um, and, you know, obviously, Betfair Trading is my main, my main living. So, um, you know, really... This, I see this stuff as a hobby. I say that quite a lot, I know, but I see this as a hobby and I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, and what I want to talk about today, again, one of the advantages I have because of the fact there's not really pressure on me to do these in terms of I don't have to, I'm not trying to get, you know, more listens, I'm not trying to get more, et cetera, et cetera, because this stuff's already really popular. But not only that, um, what really matters to me is trying to provide something different a lot of the time. And what I want to talk about today is a phenomenon that I've seen happen, that's happened to me. And it's when someone starts trading. Now, a lot of the time, someone will start trading. They obviously won't have all the training, etc., etc., But they'll do well. So for a while, sometimes two or three months, a trader will start trading. They'll do well. They'll make money. Think, great. This is it. I've cracked the case. Somewhere along the line, that starts to change and the trader ends up, you know, not being successful anymore. And the question is, why does this happen? Right now, the trader who was doing well before is now not doing well. Now, when I say they're doing well before, this is over a decent amount of time as well. I'm not just talking about variance where it could just be, oh, well, they got lucky. No, you know. Beginner's luck doesn't exist. I don't really believe in luck at all. I think these things, you know, yeah, sure, they don't fully balance themselves out. Nothing possibly can. But the reality is that skill takes over luck in Betfair trading pretty quickly. You can't really ride a lucky wave for very long and you will be found out if that's what you're doing, right? So the way I see it is this. I think what happens is somewhere along the way, you start to change what you were doing. You start to maybe question what you're doing. Maybe you question 
the theory behind your selections, behind how you're making these trades. Why, why am I selecting these trades? Maybe you're overanalyzing the trades. You're going, I want every single bit of information to be pointing my way or this is not a trade. Maybe something has changed that you don't even notice. It's almost an unconscious thing and you're starting to select trades a bit differently. And this will obviously have an effect on your trading. Now, if you follow the daily email I send out, one of the things I've always done when recording the results, well, there's two things I do that I make sure I do when recording the results. And because there's so many strategies, I think there's like eight strategies um, that are on the members filters at the moment and more that I'm always testing in the background. Um, but because there's eight strategies and let's say on a weekend you might get, you know, within those eight strategies, you might get 80 selections, right? So no one's going to do all of those. No one's going to trade every one of those strategies. I wouldn't suggest anyone was trading all eight of those strategies, right? So it's very difficult to record, obviously, the exact odds and things like that. So what I'm much more interested in is getting a strike rate from the trades, working out the average odds that, you know, on average, these are the prices you get this time in the game, then working out, okay, how profitable would this be? And the reason I do this is accountability, because what I've noticed sometimes, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, what I've noticed is that when when someone comes out, you know, when some service comes out and says, oh, I've got all these brilliant results, X, Y, and Z, look at this. And I look at the odds they get. And I follow, I might follow the, the games for a couple of weeks and have a look. I've noticed the odds always seem to be a lot better for them than they are for me. Like somehow these people are getting some magical odds that didn't really seem to exist. And that's always been my bugbear is that you're never going to get the exact same odds right? I can feed every member of our service a strategy. I can guarantee that most of them will have different prices, right? There's no way every member is going to get the exact same price because price is always moving. Prices are pretty fluid, especially in play, which is where I do most of my trading. So that's why I like to use the, the strike rate, then work out average odds and then work out how profitable it is and then go live with the strategy and check it out yourself. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's one good way of selecting trades. But, but one of the other things I do is that I don't use in-play stats when I record the results. I record the results as if, you know, the people following, because I know you guys, are. I, what's one of your big cornerstones, one of your big cornerstone issues with Betfair trading? Not having enough time. So I know you guys haven't necessarily got time to check all the in-play stats all the time. Um, and things like that. So I, I record the results as if they're set and forget trading strategies and we're not taking into account anything that's happening in play. Um, now, I think what happens is that people have a successful strategy and then they want to tweak it instantly. It's like, I don't know what it is within us that makes us want to tweak our trades and select our trades a little bit more refinely. But if we have something that's working well and making money, is there really any great need to do that? Now, I'm not saying there definitely isn't. I'm not saying there definitely is. What I'm saying is it's important to think about 
does this actually need changing before you change something? What's the old saying? If it's not broken, don't try to fix it, right? If something isn't broken, don't... I mean, I'll give you an example of something that's wound me up this week on the uh, on the survey the buyers of my house have had where they say that the survey said I needed to replace my roof. Now, of all the years I've lived here, one thing I've never had an issue with is the roof, right? I've had issues with this place, but I've never had any issues with the roof. So that kind of wound me up a bit. And I got a roof around and uh, he gave me a quote. And then he sent the buyers a quote and that kind of put them off. So I said, I actually messaged the roofer and said, is this actually essential work? And he admitted no. He said no. It might need replacing in a few years, but this is no, this isn't essential work. Now, it wasn't in his interest to admit that. He, he wants to sell a service. He doesn't make any money from coming and looking at my house. I, I certainly didn't pay him anything. Um, so his, his interest really is trying to sell me a new roof. But even he admitted it wasn't essential. But yet, so many of these things come back in our lives where, oh, you could change this. Oh, what if you did this? Um, oh, how about you change this? And you're thinking, hang on, was there anything wrong in the first place? Right? You know when I repainted that wall? Was there anything wrong with the old one? Was there anything, you know, that was so wrong that in a few months I'm not going to feel the same way again with this new new colour, this new paint? You know, it's interesting, I'm able to relate it to houses, but obviously I imagine there's areas in your lives where you can relate to this. And we kind of live in a bit of a throwaway society, right? So it's like, I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Computer games, video games. If you're into video games at all, you kind of get two types of people. You get gamers who just love games no matter what. They love the genre. And they, they they love the retro. And this is this is me. Love all the retro games. Love the old stuff. Still play a lot of that a lot of the time. But then you get the gamers. And you, you, you'll know the people in society. And if you're one of them, you'll probably recognise this. That have to have the newest thing straight away. So, for instance, let's say a PS4 game. Right? I know that this will come out at the moment. I think they come out around the 50, 60 quid mark. I can almost tell you for a fact, within a year, that game will be less than £20 to buy new and probably closer to £10 on eBay, secondhand. Exact same product, right? No different. But you just don't get it when it's brand. You just don't get it when it's first come out, right? But if you had any sense, you'd just wait, right? If you had any sense... Especially, especially if you're doing this all the time, right? Okay, maybe, maybe once, occasionally, when something comes out that you just have to play straight away. But it's interesting, isn't it? People always have to have the the new, great, best stuff. There's there's certain types of people, and they they they're almost kind of suckers for it, right? Where you go, well, just buy it this way, or or maybe just get it secondhand. You'll you'll save loads of money. And it's like, no, I have to have the you know. It's the same with the iPhones, isn't it? When iPhones come out. And people are queuing around the block. I mean, you're nuts to queue and buy something the moment it comes out. A, a lot of the time, the later models that they make, that they charge the same amount for or less by that point, they're the same phone, the same model, but they've probably upgraded the phone slightly. Maybe there were some issues with the hardware that they changed. Um, there's a lot of things in life where actually you don't need 
this new great straight thing straight away. But I think it actually transfers into Betfair trading when people want to change. You know, the amount of people that message me a week and they've got a really good strategy going and they say, yeah, I've got a good strategy. I'm going to try and refine and tweak it further. And it's like, if you want to do that, if you feel like you really have to do that, then maybe just test those selections more narrowed down. But don't abandon what you're already doing that's working well. You don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, do you? You don't want to give everything up that you've worked on when you've got something that works really well. But it's amazing how many people attempted to do this, isn't it? And again, I think this is a big part of the selecting trades issue where, you know, let's say I've got a strategy on the Betfair Trading Community software, right? So I've got my I've got my filters, I've put them all in, I've inputted the, the filters, and every day they give me a list of selections. Now, I might look at those selections and go, oh, this game, I was surprised this game turned up in the selections, and that might put me off. But the reality is, if I've tested a strategy, and I've been looking at all the selections, there's no actual reason for me to give up on one of these selections, just because I'm a little bit iffy about it, right? But how many people look at selections and go, I'm not so sure about this game. The problem is, you will be right occasionally, right? So what will happen is you'll, you'll pull one out and go, oh, I dodged a bullet there. But where does it stop? Because then the next time you go, oh, maybe I'll take two out. Oh, maybe I just want one. Maybe I just, oh, I'm not even sure that one of those selections is what I want. I'm just going to leave it today. And what happens is you end up narrowing and narrowing your field. And what can often happen is that you, as a result, you narrow your selections. Because obviously, if you're doing something profitable, the reality is you should keep doing it, right? So if I've got, if I've got a trading strategy and all the, I've, I've looked at all the selections and I've just been trading them and doing well, if one day 10 selections come up, I should try and trade if possible. If it's not a time issue, I should try and trade those 10 strategies, statistically it doesn't it doesn't make sense to just do one or two because i know that over time these selections are making money and when you narrow the selections you're not necessarily making them better selections but what you might be doing is narrowing your profit because let's say let's say you win 8 out of 10 trades right now let's say you start getting really picky and you only do one or two trades well, we know that two out of those 10 trades will lose. And if you end up picking one of the losers of your two, when you've narrowed it down to two selections, you might only win one out of the two trades. Or there is still a chance you lose both trades and you just have a losing day when you might have won eight out of the 10 trades. But because you got rid of all the rest, you haven't made a profit. So, you know, mathematicians will tell you if you've got an edge, keep pushing that edge and push it as much as you can because that's how you accumulate profit. You know, let's look into housing. I know Ryan used to be big on housing. Uh, it's not something, unfortunately, it's not something I've ever had the money to, uh, to invest in myself. But if you're flipping houses and you're making a certain profit per house, let's say you make 10 grand per house. Well, you want to get as many houses flipped as you can, right? Because you're making 10 grand a throw. 
and the more you make, the more profit you make. Well, this is similar if you've got a trading strategy that's profitable. You want to keep trading those selections. You don't want to just get a bit nervy and kind of bottle it a bit when actually the results you've had, what you've seen on paper has told you you should be pursuing this, you should be going for this. And I think all these things happen to a new trader and it's part of its discipline um, part of it's just feeling like, oh, because I'm new and I don't necessarily know anything, I must be wrong, therefore I need to change it. But don't always feel that way. Sometimes you might just have struck a good strategy. And there's no reason to change something that's working. You know, so many people want to change things that are working. And I just think, you know how many people in this industry never get things to work? You know how many people in this industry will never, ever access our statistics software, right? People putting themselves at an instant disadvantage. They'll maybe never, ever hear of Betfair Trading Community, right? Because if you're not interested in learning about it online and you don't search Google and stuff and it doesn't come up in your YouTube feed, you're not going to necessarily hear of us, even if you're into it. You know, Betfair Trading is a fairly niche market. It's not like everyone out there is doing it. I, I mean, if you're out there trading, you know, you're probably in a similar situation to me where there's not many people around that you know who do it. You know, it's it's a pretty rare thing to do. So it really is it really is good that you've kind of you've got this software to help give you an advantage to start with. And that should help you select your trades. So why do I always tell people to do further research? Because that's kind of counterintuitive as to what I'm saying now. Well, the reason is this. I think, especially when following someone else's selections and their trades, I think it's much better if you've looked at it yourself and you feel comfortable with it. Because if you lose the trade, if you lose money on someone else's selection and you didn't check it out to see if it was something you liked, you're going to kick yourself. You're going to feel a bit silly, like, because I've done it. You know, that's how I know about this. Again, this is where that wealth of experience comes in. I know about all this stuff because I've done it. You know, blimey, I've, I've probably made every mistake in the book over the last, you know, what, blimey, nearly 20 years now. How crazy is that? But anyway... I've probably made every mistake in the book. That's how I know about this stuff. But you don't want to be one of those people that, that follows other selections but doesn't really check them out. Something that kind of always winds me up is when someone says, oh, I was following so-and-so on the forum and, and I lost money. And I think, okay, but why did you follow them? Well, they put selections up. Okay, did you test their selections? No. How long have you been a member? A couple of weeks. So even though we always recommend people to test strategies for two or three months before actually placing money, you come straight in all guns blazing, put money down on someone else's strategy that you haven't tested, you haven't made these selections. Did you did you do that? Did you do any research on the set? No, no. So you don't even know if you like the selections. Now I'm not having a go at anyone. I'm just saying that that's not the right way to approach things. I've made those mistakes, so I'm not having a go at anyone. Blimey. How hypocritical would that be? 
I'm just telling you how to avoid those mistakes. That's why I always, always go on about testing. Even the ones I email out, I know they've done well. I know over time you should make money from them. But test them. Make sure you're comfortable with them. You know, I've had people that they follow the strategy and they say, I've lost money. And I say, okay, how? It did well. It had a winning day. And then I check what they're doing and they're actually doing a different strategy. They're actually doing it differently to what the strategy suggests. And I'm like, okay, you do know that you're actually not betting on the right market. And they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. And, and that's fine, you know. Um, but again, if you're testing these things and you're not jumping straight in on anything, you will you will tend to have a lot more success in the long run. Um, and if you do have something that's working well, don't doubt yourself. Don't get in your head too much. Just carry on with it, you know. I always think this with sports people. So, you know, when you get sports, but let, let's say like someone like Tom Brady in, in American football or Lionel Messi, right? Or Cristiano Ronaldo in football. Why do these guys never get found out? Right? Why is it that these guys, they're still the same, really, that they always were, but no one ever figures them out. They're always able to keep being the best. They never really get bettered. You know, it's funny with these top guys, like the top tennis players. You know, like Djokovic and Nadal and Federer, they've been around for so many years and they've they've never really got found out. And I always think, why? There's so much tape on them. Anyone can copy what they're doing. Anyone can watch their technique. Same with football. You know, I think, why is it that all these teams that buy the the top players... They always tend to go to the top. But why? how come the smaller teams can't figure them out a bit? How come, you know, how come this does just all work out like that? Um, we're all just humans, right? We're all just humans at the end of the day. We're all the same. We're all flesh and blood. The reason is these people just keep rinsing, repeating the same things. Why do managers have success at clubs why does why do we see the same managers having the same success at different clubs why do we see the same athletes having the same successes why do we see businessmen who have success in different businesses you know entrepreneurs who keep investing in the right businesses they find a formula that works and they rinse and repeat that formula and that's a big part of what betfair trading is about you know it's easy to get bored. I could send out a daily email. You look, oh, not another daily email. Like it's the same thing every day, just selections for these strategies that make profit. It's the same thing every day. It's easy to get bored, isn't it? Some people get bored of things like that. But it's crazy. Just rinse and repeat. You know, and that, that's what selecting trades is all about. When you find something that works, don't doubt it. Don't doubt yourself. Don't even question why. You know, sometimes you might have set up a strategy for over two point. Let's say I set up a strategy for over 2.5 goals. I test it and I would have lost loads of money if I'd put my money on. And then I go, hang on, this would be a good strategy for under 2.5 goals. So I test it that way and it works. But I know that I set the filter up to find goals and my filters are trying to suggest that I find goals. And yet somehow I've ended up with a good unders filter. Now, if you were questioning that too much, you'd go, the hypothesis doesn't work, so I can't be bothered. I'm not, I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to trade this because it should be finding goals. So it doesn't make sense. So what? 
think about it. So what? It's making you money, right? And if it continues to make you money, then just use it as an underscore. Don't question it. You know, Betfair trading isn't always an exact science. It's not like you can just have an exact scientific hypothesis and always it will give you the answer you're looking for. Um, part of the problem with hypothesis, if you know much about them, is that they're always looking for something and the result, they try and engineer results so they find what they're looking for, which can be all right, but can be a bit corrupted, of course. But also the, the issue with that in Betfair trading is that, you know, if you find a strategy that's losing money hand over fist, just do the opposite and don't question it. Just be like, OK, I'm going to test this. If it keeps working, blimey, I'll go for it. Right. That's all that matters. Does your strategy make money? If so, yes. Brilliant. Carry on. If you want to refine it, that's fine. But don't change anything on your original strategy. Keep that in the background. If you want to test something else on another sheet, be my guest. You know, if you really want to look and try and find what are what are the particulars that are making me the money, and maybe you can refine it and make more money with less strategies and, and do, you know, eventually more money with less time. But don't give up on what's doing well for you. Don't start doubting yourself. Don't massively change your trading techniques. If you're making money, if you're doing well on the strategy, that's great. That really is great. Don't doubt yourself. And I think that's the big message from today. A lot of people end up doubting themselves even when they're doing well. And it's fine to kind of analyse yourself. It's fine to do that. But don't just doubt yourself and change things unless there's a legitimate reason for doing so. Anyway, guys, I hope this has kind of helped a lot of people. I know a lot of people have had this phenomenon of making, doing really well, making money when they start. Then after two or three months, they start to not make money and they don't really know why. And like I say, most of the time, they've actually changed the way they trade. And when you actually look into that in a bit more depth, you can, get, you can work that out and, and figure out how to go back to the old way. Now, if you do have an issue like that, just get in touch. Um, obviously, if you're a member, get on the forum and get into the one-to-one -one coaching that we do. It's great to see so many of you guys using this feature because, you know, it's probably the most popular thing on our site. Um, looking at looking at how many people are on it and, and the traffic and things like that. And it's fantastic because, you know, me and Ryan love helping you. We love talking to you individually and we get it. You don't always want to talk about your trading to other people to a big forum sometimes you just want to talk privately to me and Ryan and that stuff is private it won't be shared anywhere else so you can know that it's guaranteed that's confidential stuff and like I said it's so it's great to see so many of you using it and I'm glad that you're enjoying it and again thanks for all the good feedback on that because that was something we introduced again no one else is really doing this kind of thing where you can really talk so personally with guys like us who've traded professionally for so many years um but you know betfair trading community is a family to us even if you're not a member yet you're part of our family so just email info at betfairtradingcommunity.com um i know ryan's got loads of resources that can help people um i know we did the five day football challenge recently that was just a huge success so thank you for anyone who took part in that um, I've actually got a selecting strategies checklist, so I'm going to add that to the video. So if you do do listen out for the video this week, I'm going to add that. And yeah, I just hope you guys have a great week. 
Uh, it's great to be back, and I'll be back again next week. <laughs>